You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got uh, a great show for you today. Later on in the program, we'll uh, be talking about how you can quit your day job and become a YouTube star. I, I would like to do that. We've been trying for years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be uh, talking uh, with uh, Matthew Monez, uh, a tech YouTuber who's... Uh, Making money, just making YouTube videos. It's funny, you know, you, you start making like YouTube videos as a hobby, but here's somebody that got so successful, he does it full time, quit his day job in IT, and we're going to learn about how he did it and how you can do it as well. We'll also be learning uh, about uh, a new Android phone from ZTE. It's pretty cool, so we'll get the lowdown on uh, that coming up shortly. Uh, interesting tech news this week, Andy. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, you know the Super Bowl's coming. Of course. Uh, down in the states, uh, the Frito Lay people—you know the guys that make uh, Doritos, Tostitos—they've yep. uh, come out with this uh, special chip bag for Tostitos, doing a limited run of them um, that can actually tell if you've been drinking. How? What? <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> I found this fascinating. So it's like a—it's a chip bag. Essentially, yeah. they've partnered uh, with Uber and uh, Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving uh, down in the U.S. And essentially, I guess it's got some sort of little breathalyzer thing on it. So if you breathe on this bag, it can tell if you have alcohol in your breath. It can't tell how much or how little, but that you have been drinking. And if you have, a little uh, red icon will come up, a steering wheel. Uh, basically alerting you that you shouldn't be driving, and uh, it'll come up with uh, an Uber promo code as well. That's kind of ingenious when you think about oh, it. Oh, but wait. There's more? There's more. If you've got a phone with uh, NFC in it, yeah, like a lot of the Samsung Galaxy phones, uh, NFC stands for Near Field Communications. It's like a little wireless uh, standard. If you tap the bag, it will automatically call you an Uber. Wow. Crazy, eh? Unfortunately, that's not going to do anyone any favors in Vancouver. Because no, because we don't, we have, don't Uber. have Uber yet. Anyway, technology coming to a chip bag near you. It's funny because a lot of these companies, you know, they would spend, um, you know, millions of dollars on these Super Bowl ads, but a lot of them are, are moving to kind of more innovative things, something like this, and doing more social media. Like, th- there's a lot of money that they're spending, but they rather, they rather spend it um, elsewhere rather than, a, you know, a 30-second commercial. Interesting stuff. Uh, Another story, and you know, we're seeing this more and more with airlines now. American Airlines is uh, dropping the uh, the screens and the seatbacks on a lot of their planes now. Uh, We're seeing in some of the Canadian airlines, uh, and they're basically saying that ninety percent of their customers that are on their planes already have screens, whether that's a tablet or a smartphone. So by doing this, uh, you know, they're basically saving money, yeah. as they all want to do. Uh, and that reduces the weight, which, again, saves more money on fuel costs. How, you know, do, you, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, you, you see it. If you, if you sit in an airplane, you see a lot of people with their tablets or their smartphones. Uh, a lot of the airlines are trying to give you, like, programming on their app, like WestJet. It was a funny story, Mike. I was uh, on a flight, and this lady beside me uh, had a tablet, and they were. she was telling that, you know, um, WestJet was saying, you need to download our app and then you can get all this content. And we're on the plane 
And I was trying to help her download the app because it was a five-hour flight. And she's like, oh, I hope I can get this downloaded before this yeah, plane Yeah, you takes. can't download it when it's here. Yeah, there, right? and it was so funny. We were sitting there watching it, and you could see like the circle yeah. as it's downloading. And the plane starts to move, and me and her, we go all anxious. And you know, she finally got it. High five. She opened up the app, was able to enjoy lots of content. But uh, it, it makes sense. You know, the question is, and I want to ask you this, when will we see Wi-Fi on airplanes, you can't. It's possible, but you got to pay a lot. Well, it's uh, and that was another part of this uh, American Airlines story. Uh, one of the things they're doing is getting rid of those seatback TVs, uh, but putting better internet in. So it is available in some planes. On Air Canada, I know uh, I fly to Toronto a lot. Uh, there are a bunch of their planes that actually have Wi-Fi, and it is awesome. It's like crazy. You're but up. you pay for it, though, right? Oh, you pay for it. Yeah. I forget. It's anywhere from like ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. Uh, but you know, if you're on a five-hour flight, that's 20 bucks, that's, you know, good entertainment, <laughs> essentially. But it's, it's weird being 30,000 feet in the air and messaging your friends yeah. or surfing the web. Uh, so American Airlines, they're putting better internet in. Uh, that's basically going to be fast enough that you'll be able to stream things like Netflix. So that's the challenge with a lot of these uh, Wi-Fi systems and planes. Uh, good for web surfing, email, but they won't allow you to surf video. It, it- if you were Netflix, wouldn't you want to partner with the airlines and, and try to offer that? Because like you're sitting up there in a chair yeah. in the sky, yeah, and it's a great time to start binge watching uh, <laughs> your favorite shows. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is true. But anyway, it's uh, a changing world. Uh, definitely. I mean, they've been talking about having Wi-Fi in planes for years, and it, it's happening, but uh, it's still not throughout all the planes out there. I think the last two places that we really need to see Wi-Fi is in planes, of course, and also in our vehicles. Like, imagine all the vehicles are connected so that they can kind of see traffic patterns and make those recommendations. see each other, yeah. Like, every car knows where they're going and then they can kind of figure out what's the best route. Yeah. So that you don't get these uh, gridlock traffic. But that's that's where we're going. Like, in the next 10, 15 years... It'll have to go that way. That'll be a part of the whole self-driving car thing yeah. as well. Yes, the self-driving cars will have sensors and cameras, uh, but if you can have all the other cars connected around, that will take that a whole step further. Like you saying, being able to predict traffic patterns and uh, you know making that all work properly. It's exciting. It's it's going to happen. It's just probably going to take a while because there's old cars and and new cars coming. But maybe in twenty thirty years, I think we'll see it. Yeah. It's going to take a while to filter through the uh, the system. Uh, also, um, we uh, have a great contest going still. That's right. We're giving away the HP Pavilion. This is a the X360 convertible laptop. It's kind of like a tablet and a laptop in one. It's got a 360 hinge, so you can turn it around and go into a tablet mode. You can go into a stand mode, a tent mode. It's basically two-in-one. It's what they call the convertibles. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win. This is like a $1,000 prize. You got to go and check it out. It's from our friends over at Intel Canada. We're giving away the HP Pavilion X360 convertible laptop. Go to getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win. One other uh, news story here, Andy. I talked to Jill Bennett about this uh, this morning. BlackBerry Nokia phones are coming. That's right. Back. <laughs> um, BlackBerry Nokia. Nokia essentially dead as far as their phones are concerned. Microsoft bought their uh, mobile phone division. Nokia still exists as a company. They, they do other stuff. Uh, but uh, Microsoft tried to make a go of it uh, with their Windows mobile operating system. Did not work. They basically killed the whole division down. 
but uh, now Nokia is actually licensing their name uh, to a Chinese manufacturer to make new Nokia phones. That's right. And BlackBerry is doing the same thing. Uh, they're partnering with TCL, a Chinese company. It's really just the brand uh, of it. Very similar to Polaroid because Polaroid went bankrupt, but you still see Polaroid as a brand because they license their name out to different companies to make new products because they have that that brand recognition. And it's funny, like, I can't believe we're talking about Nokia and BlackBerry in 2017. Yeah, it's interesting. And, uh, you know, when we come back from the break, we'll be talking uh, with our friend over at ZTE. Uh, it is so competitive in the Android space right now. So, you know, I mean, you've got to be all in and committed. So I don't know how, you know, licensing your name to, you know, some of these phones is going to be a, a great business move. Mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to this interview because I had a chance to try out this new Axon 7 Mini. And it's like, wow, like, why would you pay $800 for a phone when you can get one for about $400 unlocked that can do the same thing that most of these premium flagship phones do for double the price? We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, the latest Android phone. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Yagerbo here with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across Canada here on the Chorus Radio Network. You can also listen to us online through the Chorus Radio app. Uh, and on our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. On the line right now, we uh, are going to be talking uh, with uh, our friend over at uh, ZTE. Thanks for joining us today, Andrew Elliott, VP Str- uh, Strategic Marketing. Thanks for coming on the show, Andrew. Well, thanks for having me. And Andy, good to see that you made it back from CES safe and sound. I did, but uh, I was pretty sick after. I don't know, Mike, how do you not get sick after CES? Cause, like, it's clean living, Andy. <laughs> Clean living. <laughs> the, la- the last thing you do is clean living. Trust me. <laughs> well, uh, Andrew, we wanted to get you uh, on the line. Uh, we talk a lot about smartphones uh, on the show. Uh, obviously, there's the iPhones, uh, and Android's the, the biggest operating system now. And pretty well most of uh, these manufacturers, the Samsungs, the LGs, they've all got their flagship uh, uh, models. Uh, tell us a little bit about ZTE and what your flagship uh, brand is. Sure. So uh, ZTE has actually been in the telecommunications industry for more than 30 years. We uh, actually, our, our founder of the company, recognized uh, during it those 30 years ago that uh, there was an opportunity to provide communications uh, to uh, at a more affordable price. So at the time that he started the company, you know, there were long lines for people to sign up to just get a landline phone in China, and uh, it was quite expensive. And so he started the company based on the principles of providing affordable communications to all. And so as the company kind of grew up, it provided network infrastructure, equipment, business solutions, and then ultimately handsets, which is where the part of the business is that I uh, have the, the great fortune of being a part of. And we came to take those same principles to, to bear in terms of the things that we try to do in terms of working with all the operators and, and directly to consumers, which is to say that uh, there's no reason that you, you shouldn't be afforded the same luxurious experience at a, at a very affordable price in your, in your handsets. And that's uh, certainly been embodied, I think, first and foremost in the line of devices that we've come out with uh, along the Axon series. And so that's that's really again, as I said, the uh, the best way to give an example of how we we really kind of try to picture and present and deliver to consumers what is a, a premium 
smartphone experience at a very affordable price. Well, I, I think that's uh, the reason uh, Andy and I, we've uh, you know looked at uh, your phones before on our TV show, and uh, we were pretty impressed because uh, I think you've said it very eloquently there. It is a premium phone, but you're paying much less than uh, some of these other models that are out in the market, but you're getting fantastic uh, specs inside, uh, inside the phone. That's, that's, that's very true. And, um, you know, I, I think you can look at, uh, you know, just yesterday we, we were talking about announcing the, uh, the Axon 7 Mini, uh, which is now available at, at Virgin Mobile, which is, you know, you can buy it with, uh, with a two year gold plan and, and you wouldn't have to put any money down. But if you decided not to go with that plan, you could purchase it outright for $399 Canadian. So it's a great value. It's funny, Android. Uh, Andrew, uh, we get a lot of calls on this radio show, like, and people are always asking, what's the best phone, right? And that's a hard question to answer, right? There really is no best phone. But one thing I know what people are looking for is a good value in their phone. And I have to say, the Axon, you know, someone that tries every single Android phone, the Axon 7 Mini is like, first of all, it just feels great in the hand. But it's not mi- like mini. It's got like a, a nice 5.2-inch screen on it's, that it's thing. It's just yeah. like... Honestly, it's probably out of all the different phones that I've seen, this one is is something special, and I I want people to kind of like give it a try because it's got it's got the same specs that you would expect on a thousand dollar phone, but almost half the price. And the one thing, Andrew, that really impressed me about this phone is the audio. I don't know how you guys made the audio so good on the Axon Seven Mini. Uh, tell us a bit what you guys did to make that experience, at least the audio experience, um, remarkable. Yeah, I could spend about the next hour articulating many different aspects of this phone that really, I think, make it stand out. Um, and uh, and uh, hopefully we have that kind of time to do so today. But if we were to just focus in on one thing or a couple of things, there were three things that I would probably focus on. Sound is definitely going to be at the forefront there. I'd also talk a lot about the design and what we put into that. And then just generally, too, just the whole value equation and thinking about the tremendous value that we try to do and how we round out and provide a really, really balanced experience. But on the south side, the the reason that we actually went into getting delivering a better sound experience is because when we first started going out and saying, we need a flagship device, and we started talking to consumers, we felt like, you know, we really need to put the consumer at the heart of everything that we imagine, design, and build. And And the overriding thing that stuck out to us from the research that came back was that consumers... And I didn't, you know, and I've been in the cell phone industry for a long time, and and this thing just like, you know, just jumped out us. It's like this sound experience on smartphones is lacking, and I'm like, that's kind of a, an incredible thing to to think about. And it was almost obvious and not obvious at the same time. So, the engineering team went back and looked at how we would be able to do that, and so they actually looked at a, a cross section of not just what was happening in the in the space within smartphones, but within consumer electronics, and so. We identified a few pieces that we felt were important. One was just, you know, how do you get, you know, digital to analog conversion out and how do you do that in a more robust way? And then also on the, on the recording side. And so, uh, we found that there was a company that provided this kind of technology that you see in some consumer electronic devices, uh, playback equipment that costs thousands of dollars. It's called AKM. And they provide this chipset that allows you to have this really, really rich, high-resolution, high-fidelity playback and recording capability. But it wasn't just that part of it. It was also the idea of 
having the front-facing speakers on the phone. So, I mean, you can you can literally play back right from your phone and get a pretty good experience. But once you put those earbuds in, it is just off the charts, really just a great sounding experience. And that which, you know, again, based on the technology. But the thing that also kind of helps round out that total sound experience that makes it really special is is also with the Dolby Atmos encoding that you see in there. So the combination of these things together, working in unison, really provide that really, really rich sound experience. And and truly, I think it's better than anything that you're going to find on, on the marketplace today, whether it's a $1,000 device or, or, or below. It's really that good, and we stand behind it that strongly. We've got one minute left here, Andrew. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, great camera uh, system built into there as well. It's got selfie detection or smile detection. Yeah, that's pretty clever. you got to be careful how you use that, but yes, it's definitely, it's really good. In fact, uh, one of the things, you know, it's a stock Android implementation in there, but one of the things that's non-stock is actually the camera software where they be put in there. There's some filters in there and some things that we've added to give you a lot of level of control, both before and after you take the, the photos, or video for that matter, which again is another reason why sound is important, that it's not just that people are listening to music, but they're watching, playing, and recording video, and that's where another aspect of where sound kind of plays into that. But, um, you know, we took a lot of time and effort um, to, to make sure that we really rounded out the experience in terms of giving you an opportunity, not only with great cameras and so forth on the device, but also the software to support it to, to enable those. So it'll definitely take wonderful selfies for you. Andrew, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, website people can get more info? Uh, ZTEdevices.ca. You'll see it right on there today. And available at Virgin Mobile. Yes, sir. Very good. Uh, That was Andrew Elliott, VP Strategic Marketing over at ZTE. When we come back from the break, how to quit your day job and become a YouTube star. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. We're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. we still got lots of tech to talk about. A little later, we'll be going open line, taking some tech calls and questions. Of course, uh, we've got our app of the week with Christina at the uh, end of the show. Uh, Andy, I've been doing television for uh, a number of years now, but television has changed dramatically. Eyeballs uh, are uh, more online, especially YouTube. I look at uh, my teenagers, for example, and that's what they're watching. They just watch YouTube videos all day. Not PBS? Not not PBS, (laughs) not CBC uh, or Global, but uh, they're online watching YouTube. And that has spawned an entire uh, category of YouTube stars, essentially. These are people uh, that are making YouTube videos and actually making some money out of it. On the line uh, today, we've uh, got one of those uh, folks, Matthew uh, Monez. He's a uh, a YouTuber down in uh, the U.S. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. Hi, Mike and Andy. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I know, Andy, uh, you met uh, Matthew down uh, at CES. Yes, we had dinner, and uh, it's funny because, like, you know, we have a YouTube channel, yeah. and we do the TV show, and we put our content on YouTube. But, Matthew, you, I, I think it was, like you said, it was a hobby of yours to make these YouTube videos, but I understand that now you're almost doing it full-time. Uh, tell us how you got really started making these YouTube videos. Well, I mean, I was working in IT as an IT administrator, and as much as I love solving problems... I loved talking about tech a lot more. So during that time, I decided to start a tech blog with a friend. And it wasn't until when we started actually doing videos, I found that there was more of a passion on my end to actually create the video. So I remember it was the LG G3, the phone when it came out. That was my first video I ever uploaded to YouTube. And after I did that video, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I love the creative process. 
and it just feels great. So that's how I kind of started. Uh, but it's it's a challenge, though, isn't it? I mean, you can create a video, but it's not like a million people are going to watch this overnight. It's It takes time. Oh, yeah, it takes a lot of time, a lot of patience. I've heard stories of YouTubers who do it for two years, and they have like a 1,000 subscribers, and then, you know, a third year later, all of a sudden, they start taking off. Like, it's all about consistency and uh, content. But I, I think uh, one of the, the key things, too, is just the passion for whatever type of content that uh, you're, uh, you're making videos of. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the problem is a lot of people now, they jump into YouTube thinking, you know, I'm going to upload a bunch of videos, I'm going to make lots of money, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't work like that. Um, you, have to, you have to have the passion for it. It should be because you enjoy doing it first before making money. Because there's no money making on YouTube unless, you know, you've been doing it for a long time and you build up a huge audience and people that support you. So I think that's the big misconception with a lot of people. Matthew, maybe you can explain to our listeners, how do you make money on YouTube? Obviously, it's the ads, but what, what kind of views are we talking about until you can kind of see money rolling in? So that's the big thing. Um, like you said, ads um, is only a small portion of it. Uh, so to make money just off of ads, you need millions and millions and millions of views. But there's other ways to make money. So, you know, for instance, I talk a lot about technology products, and usually <clears throat> the way I do it is, I'll have a link to that product on Amazon. So when they go buy it, I'll get a kickback from Amazon. So that's one method. So it's about opening up these little channels of income and turning it into a, a bigger a bigger pile. So essentially uh, with YouTube, and when you're talking about ads, that's uh, ads that YouTube basically puts on your video. Exactly. So YouTube will place an ad in the beginning of your video and sometimes during your video, and then they'll give you a the majority of the the profit from that ad and they'll take a small kickback. Matthew, if somebody is listening to this and they're, they've been thinking about becoming like a, a YouTuber, what kind of tips would you give people if they're just getting started? The, uh, for anybody that wants to get started, don't worry about what you look like, how you sound, eating the proper equipment. Everybody has a smartphone right now. Just pick up your smartphone and start recording. When I first started, my first video was awful and it took me a <laughs> long time like, it was bad. Like I would, I, w- I wouldn't even watch it at this point. But, <laughs> and I don't suggest anybody to go back and look at my videos because you'll probably like never look at the channel again. But if you're starting off, use your smartphone. Just start recording, and you'll get more comfortable as time goes on. Just be consistent and, and love what you're doing. And I think that's the best way to attract an audience. Well, it's funny. I was at uh, a friend's uh, birthday party, a house party last night out in uh, Coquitlam. A uh, bunch of old high school buddies, and you know we're all drinking and talking. And uh, one of the guys we went to high school, you know, he's not as boisterous as the rest of us. You know, he's sitting there drinking his beer, and you know we're talking about YouTube, and he's, you know, then says, "Yeah, I got a YouTube channel." We're like, "What?" <laughs> and he's got he's got this heavy metal YouTube channel where he reviews uh, all the latest heavy metal albums and and news and things like that. And he's got like twenty thousand subscribers. Wow, it's like That's amazing. Awesome. But it's a, a niche it's a, for everything. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, if you find that niche, that's that's the big thing. And it can be anything. It could be knitting. It can be heavy metal. Well, I was just going to say that my mom is really into knitting. Yeah. And she just watches YouTube videos all day right? on, on ladies yeah. knitting. Yeah. And she's like, oh, look at this. I made this. I'm like, how'd you get this? She's like, oh, I watch YouTube. And it's just amazing all the little communities that you can find on YouTube. Matthew, you, you specialize in the tech industry. So you do a lot of gadget reviews and, and whatnot. Yeah, that's correct. I do a lot of gadgets. So smartphones, really heavy into smartphones, really heavy into laptops, 
wearables, and I'm starting to incorporate more TVs. Basically, anything that has an on button, I can put on my channel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Matthew, we want to thank you for joining us today. Obviously, uh, folks can find you up on YouTube under your name, Matthew Monez. Matthew Monez with the number one at the end. Very cool. Thanks for uh, coming on the show today. And thank you for having me. It's it's an interesting world. Uh, You know, like I said uh, earlier, we, we are... You know, for our TV show, we put stuff up on YouTube, but it's just not the same. Yeah. We're coming from it from the old school way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, coming in from like fresh and just making the YouTube videos directly to camera, you don't have to have expensive gear, like he said. Yeah. These smartphones are recording uh, high definition video, even 4K video yeah. for that matter. It's just like funny if you look like there's like these whole channels of little kids, like five, six years old, and they just unbox toys. And they got thousands and thousands of subscribers. Some people just like, eat food, and you watch them eat food, and it's just like, it's it's so weird. It's like a it's weird... good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Well, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to take uh, some of your tech calls and questions. The phone lines again, 604-280-9898, and anywhere toll-free in North America, 1-877-399-9898. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, your calls. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here taking your calls, 604-280-9898, taking your tech calls. We've opened up the phone lines. Still got lots to talk about uh, later on in the program. We'll uh, also be hearing from Christina Stoyanova with her app of the week. We're going to jump here to Scott. Scott, how are you doing? Hi there. Uh, Not too bad considering what I found out from Apple yesterday. Uh I just wanted you to comment on, this is the second time I've had an incident where you buy a a computer, it breaks down and the parts are no longer available. In this case, it's a MacBook Pro, just over five years old, and it's a video card that uh, Apple claimed they they don't support hardware after five years. So it's a big investment to have go belly up, in my opinion, in five years. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, back in the day, uh, computers and laptops, you know, it was like two or three years. Uh, but nowadays, they're made so well, and they can basically run everything. You're getting five plus years out, out of these things. So uh, from what Scott is saying, he's got an issue with uh, a, a graphics card uh, in his laptop. I actually had this, the same thing with one of our computers at work. It was an iMac. Uh, the video card died, but it was kind of out of... Uh, um, I guess their their service uh, window. We did eventually find a video card, but it was super expensive. And it, it is hard to fix laptops on your own. You know, with with the PCs like the the personal computers, the desktop, you can just take it out, put a yeah. new one in, find the right drivers, and you're good to go. With especially with MacBook, you know, they they changed it. Now they like even like the RAM. You remember you used to always go buy your own RAM and put it into your laptop. Yeah. Now what yeah, they do, good luck. <laughs> they put it, they, they, they solder it right onto the board. So you have to make that choice of how much RAM you want. You can't go back. And it's the same with the graphics card. So the fact that they don't service it, it's like, what do you do? It's five years old. You pay, you know, a couple of grand for this and you expect If it. not more, yeah. I have a Mac book as well that's about five years old and I take it around everywhere. You still use it? It's dying. Yeah, it just crashes sometimes. It just resets. But yeah, it's a you know that's the question. Like, how long should you expect out of these things? Is five years reasonable? I mean, we've come to expect that now because these things have lasted so long and they're still good at running all the uh, the software uh, that we're using. Uh, so yeah, that's it's kind of frustrating. But you know, again, like how long 
how long is, is good enough? What you could do is you could try to go to some of these computer stores, these the ones that do the repair. The third-party ones. Yeah, and I know you've done that with your iPhone with the screens yeah. when they've broke, and you've gotten yeah, some I've good deals. Save some money on that, Yeah, definitely. So that might be, if you can't go to Apple, if they won't help you, they are those guys with the little s- small computer shops. They might be able to help you and, and see if they can fix it or, or find a replacement for that graphics card. Yeah, because like you're saying, you've got a MacBook yeah. that's five years old. Yeah. And you're still using it. Yeah. And, but uh, it just like I'm working and then one day it just – one day it didn't even turn on and I couldn't get it, <laughs> I couldn't get it on. And I was getting worried because I had so much like information on it. But by the grace of God, it, it turned on after repeated attempts. <laughs> yeah, Scott. So uh, yeah, try some of these smaller stores and uh, computer repair places and see if they might be able to help you. You, you never know. Yeah. Steve, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What can we do for you? Well, my daughter's moving into a new place, and we've been investigating uh, TV and Internet bundles on the reputable larger companies. Uh, but we're interested in knowing a bit more about streaming. And, you know, I think you have to have Internet, obviously. How do you get that? What are the options? Can you describe it a bit? Yeah. Uh, so streaming content, obviously, like TV shows and, and movies. Uh, there's... Uh Boy, there's a whole bunch of different uh, ways to go about that. Um, Netflix is obviously a very popular uh, service out there. You know, for less than ten bucks a month, you've got access to you know thousands of shows uh, and movies. And it's the nice thing about it is uh, the quality is fantastic, and it's always very consistent. And it'll work across all your devices. So uh, you know, you've got to get a box for your TV, like a Roku TV box, or have a TV that has that built in. Uh, but you can also watch it on your tablet uh, or your smartphone. Yeah, a lot of people are cutting the cord. Myself, I don't have cable. I use uh, Streaming Box. And between Roku and YouTube, that's pretty much enough content that you can get from there. Uh, by the way, Mike, I didn't tell you, but uh, our TV show, Get Connected, we're about a week away to having an app on Roku. So we'll be live on Roku, so people that have a Roku streaming. Oh, box. I knew that because I was talking to Ethan already at the yes, office. Yes, well, we're just. <laughs> I heard you want to change a couple of graphics on the on the top, but uh, I'm picky that way. Yeah, but we're almost done, and you know, and the reason we're doing that is we understand that not everybody has um, cable subscription. People are cutting the cord, and we want to make sure that they can enjoy our content as well. Whether you're going to watch it on YouTube, AOL Video, or the Roku app, and. Um, in terms of streaming players, I think Roku is the best. They have different models everywhere from like $60, like the Roku stick, all the way up to um, a more robust one with a controller that actually can take voice commands as well. So if you are getting it, you don't really need to get a smart TV. All you need to do is get one of these Roku boxes, and then you can turn your TV smart and have access to thousands and thousands of channels and soon to be the Get Connected channel as well. Yeah, so uh, these boxes will play all sorts of different uh, subscription services. Netflix, Amazon is here now as well. Uh, there's Crave TV, which is Canadian from uh, Bell. Uh, but there's also these other um, boxes uh, you can make out of, uh, you know, like Raspberry Pi little computers uh, and run something called Kodi. Uh, and you can look that up, uh, uh, Steve. It's uh, spelled K-O-D-I. Uh, look that up online and uh, there's a whole other world there, which we'll talk about on one of the shows coming up. When we come back from the break, we've got more tech talk, and we'll also be talking with Christina Stoyanova with her app of the week. Back after this, you're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the week. We've uh, got Christina Stoyanova in studio. Thanks for coming in, as always. Thanks for having me, as always. <laughs> app, app of the week. What do, what do you got for us? I have an app to help you learn a foreign language. This is cool, right? Yes. 
Um, there's a lot of these, but this one's a little bit different, and I think it's really cool. What's it called? It's called Tandem. Tandem. Yes. And so what makes this one different than some of these other apps that are available? So it's actually a community where you can find a partner to actually speak with on oh. your phone. Oh, that is a great idea. So someone right. that actually speaks the language. Yes, that's right. So it's a little bit of a language exchange, yeah. which you can do in person. And there are lots of meetup groups that do that for specific languages. But if you don't have the time or the inclination to go out there and go to those meetup groups, you can do it right from your phone. And I guess uh, for the person on the other end, they're wanting to learn your language. Exactly. Yeah. And so what if you both can't speak the other person's language? How? Well, I mean, you can message each other as well. Yeah. And of course, you've got the help of Google Translate and all those services. Yeah. So I'm sure you can be resourceful enough to make something work. It just might be a bit more effort. But this is definitely not the language app for you if you're just starting out as well. In that case, you probably want to start with something like Duolingo um, and learn some vocabulary before you jump into something like this. So this one's not going to help you with the basics, essentially. It's the idea is like partnering you up with someone that can actually speak. And that's probably the, the, the biggest part of learning another language is actually speaking and, and writing this with someone. Yes, exactly. And, you know, you're never going to learn a language unless you're immersed in some way. And this gives you the opportunity to do that. And you and I could get partnered up. We could both be English. You know how I learned French? How? You I know watched, French? Well, a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how I learned? Oh. I what? Hockey Night in Canada, the French edition. And then, no. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really good with, like, all the hockey terminology. <laughs> <laughs> But now that there's an app, uh, I'll definitely try that, that out. It, does, is it free or does it cost money? No, it's free. It's bo- it's free both on Google Play and uh, the App Store. The one catch is that they actually vet everybody. So I actually went through the sign-up process just because I wanted to see what the app is like. Um, and you have to answer some questions. And then someone's actually going to look at your application, for lack of a better word. Oh, really? Um and make sure that you're okay to so how join do, how this do they community. Make money? Uh, so they are pushing people to um, purchasing tutoring. I, I don't want to say, well, not pushing, but it, they guide you to, towards that if you need more help. Oh, so someone that can actually then help you with specific uh Yeah, so skills. they offer some structured tuition as well, That's not bad um, which is great if you want to partake in that if not then you can just talk to yeah, your language this is different partner. than when i was a kid i had to learn french and i just had a mean french teacher <laughs> he yelled at me in french and i didn't understand i bought this software when i was in um high school that yeah. you could just write it in english and press a button and it would translate in oh, french I hate you you yeah. mean google translate no, this is way back in the day. And my teacher was like, she's like, this isn't right. Did you just sit with the dictionary all night long? I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. It was just a software I bought in the late 90s. It saved me. I got, I got pretty good uh, marks <laughs> that year. Oh, you know, I wish I was born just like 10 years later. Yeah, my life yeah you missed been, out. It would have been that much easier. Looks like that's all the time we have left. I want to thank Christina and uh, Andy for joining me on the show. And, of course, Chris on the controls. Back again next week.